episode 42 of Slam City. It's Raymond Moore here, Mr. Mech. Yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Um, before we get into the show, I guess I should just put this out there that um, I got into a hospital and we need a we need a clapping sound effect yeah, right now. We yeah. need like the cheering section to happen. Yeah, I wish I had an app for that where I could just have a, cl- a clapping thing and be like, yeah, you know. Well, hopefully, that's one of the things they'll teach you well, in in the pristine, prestigious halls of Hostra. Yeah. Where you are now a student. That is lit, brother. Congratulations. Thanks, man. I mean, these professors I've been looking at, they're like, because I've been researching and stuff. Because you know how journalists and and everybody who's in the field that you know they're good at researching things right um these professors are like legit like phds and, and all this so these, these people have been there and done that and even have won awards and everything so i'm gonna be it's gonna be interesting to learn from them and see what i can add to my writing to the broadcasting even radio and podcasting and see what else i can put in so i'm saying as long as they don't get that lady to do your commencement speech oh yeah yeah you should be fine yeah I, I hope I get into that radio station too and other stuff, but you know, let's start off with a little bit, uh, because you know we have a lot of stuff to discuss, of course, this week. But the one thing that we really should discuss today, and it's breaking news anyway, that the whole uh, Tom Brady's on the Madden cover for the next game, and you know, I I, I say that because it's funny how players they want to be so you know happy about being on the cover they want to be so hyped up like when i'm on the cover and they brag about it to their friends and the players and everything right but they don't really know the backfire of it and the backfire is that every time somebody's on the cover they have a horrible the season yeah or they, yeah their season's over right and he's right at that age where according to max kellerman he's about to fall off the cliff and maybe this is where he falls off the cliff this, this, the cover. <laughs> this could be symbolic of you know yeah. like the sacrificial lamb he's just gonna go over the edge I mean, I don't know if I'll see it, but the one thing is that it, it, you think Brady has a chance of actually breaking the curse and not actually, and actually living up to the cover? I think the way that team is structured and organized and the way he's been playing, if anybody can, it's him. Even if he's having bad games, I don't predict the Patriots having a bad season. Yeah. You dig what I mean? He could have some bad games. He can He can do worse than he did last year, and they could still stumble into the playoffs. So I don't I I sincerely don't think I think the curse may be broken this year. That with 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 Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady may break the curse. Well, remember the second Patriot player was on the cover. I mean, last year was Rob Gronkowski. You know how that happened. He was out mm, for the season. Yeah. But he's he's flying high now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody really all that stuff is behind him and he's living it up. He's got commercials, he's got endorsements, he's at WrestleMania. So maybe one bad year and then you come back and you're just on fire as the man all over again. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, that's not a bad curse. It, it, so far for the Madden 18, it's like the GOAT edition because, you know, they're looking at Brady as the greatest of all time in football. And, you know, I, I go to that debate and saying he's probably the greatest quarterback we've seen. I think that discussion is over because he's won five Super Bowls and like four MVPs, four Super Bowl MVPs. I don't uh... and, and if he wins one more, then maybe you can put him in that conversation as saying he's the GOAT of football and be the best player ever in NFL history. I, best quarterback, sure. Best player, I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? Greatest and best because I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than he is. I think football is a little different because you can't say who's the greatest player because it's a team sport. Exactly. So it's kind of hard to say, oh, this position, he's the greatest player we've ever seen. or Because people say Jerry Rice is the greatest NFL player ever. Because right, I've heard that do. too. People I've heard that too. People say that, but then we look at Brady, who was a six-round pick, who was like 199, still has down the chip every day, mm-hmm. proving everybody that you know he, he was 
drafted not number one, but all the way down low. And now he has five Super Bowls. He's probably the the biggest. Probably, no, actually, he is the biggest steal in draft history. Yeah, no, at this far. point, yeah, that's, that's absolutely can't then, can't dispute that. And you look like, and I want to compare a little bit, but Isaiah Thomas, number he's the last pick, the Ball Celtics, and he's having like the greatest year of his life and carrying the team basically. Yeah. But you can't again. LeBron is a better player than Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook is a better player than Isaiah. Um, multi multi players are better than Isaiah, although Isaiah is having a crazy year. Yeah. Um, in his stretch, Jeremy Lin was having a better run than Isaiah Thomas. In his stretch, in that, in for those five games, that yeah, he was like the guy. Now moving over to Brady, I've always felt that Aaron Rodgers was a better quarterback than him. Yeah, he had the package and everything. Like always, I always felt like if you put Aaron Rodgers with any team that Brady has ever had, it's a, it's it's the Jordan run of Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just blowout, 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 chip, blowout, 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 chip, blowout, chip, blowout, blowout, chip. Like I can't see him it, it, with any team. It's the fact that it's the fact that the Packers have always had suspect something or other, and no Belichick. Yeah. But I think if you if Aaron swap spots with Brady, it would be annihilation across the board. I've always felt like that, but I don't like to diss but, Tom Brady because yeah. he he gets it in, but he's also with one of the best coaches, and he's got like one of the best teams and it's best system and the best system. Yeah. So it's kind of like. Eh, it's like when, like I said before, it's like when people compare Tim Duncan to Kobe Bryant because they both got five rings. My whole thing is look at the adversity that Kobe's gone through. Look at the amount of coaches, the amount of systems, the amount of up and down with the players that he's had to deal with. Smush Parker to, you know what I mean? Look at all those. And then look at the run that Tim Duncan had coming in under an all-star, coming in with an MVP, coming in to one of the greatest big men to play, and and then going out with pretty much the exact same supporting cast he started with, the exact same coach, the exact same system, no upheaval in the front office. You know what I mean? Like yeah. one of the most stable, quietest, consistent, uh, efficient organizations in the history of organized basketball. So is it really fair to compare? You know what I mean. And that's that's where that's where I start. But I, I again, I don't like to take away from Tom Brady because you can't, unless you're a Giants fan, you really don't have anything to say to Tom Brady. I happen to be a Giants fan. So <laughs> I know those two rings he doesn't have is Eli and Eli. It's still, still bugging to this day. It should because Eli. It, it should because Eli's the only QB to beat him in the play. It should should yeah. be it should bother him. It should bother the hell out of him. I hope it always bothers him. Hope it bothers him again this year. Eli does it. <laughs> like I hope Eli gets one more off him and just I I hope that'll be funny if he just gets one more off. Him. Uh, I hope it'd be like because like, uh, the creep the you know his mindset is gonna creep in like if we face them again in the Super Bowl if they meet up it's gonna be like uh, those those you know two Super Bowl losses and the defense is as good as those and he's gonna start thinking about it so much that's gonna mm-hmm. affect his game and it's like I'll be crazy though. But if Brady ever, let's say they did beat up and Brady did beat the Giants somehow, then then he probably overcame that monkey off his back of losing those two Super Bowls. Then he's got it. Yeah. Then, then got even it. as a Giants fan, I'd have to acquiesce and bow and just say, okay, you not bow because we still handed yeah, yeah. you two L's, but at the same time, I give it to you. 
We look at stability though, like the Patriots and Spurs and even the Yankees as of right now. You look at those those organizations and, and they all have roles. Like everybody knows what their role is. Everybody's on the same page. No one is like blaming others but you know, blaming themselves. I think when you're in the company organization, you have a specific role. And mm-hmm. you you know, you, you don't really blame other people, you blame yourself really. I mean if you blame other people and you just be taking the easy way out mm-hmm. and saying it, oh well, it's your fault, but you know, really, it's everybody's <coughs> fault. But then I don't like that expression because I feel like sometimes it could be one person's fault that yeah. affects everybody else, and you can't just say it's everybody's fault and they all get the blame and everything. But I feel like that's the kind of talk that needs to stay in the locker room, though. I feel like as a team, you're supposed to uh, put out a united front, and you're not supposed to have that kind of dissension in public. Behind closed doors, you can keep it real with each other and say, "Listen, man, like you." You're bricking shots left and right. What's yeah. wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah. How's you blow that layup? Or well, you're dropping passes, man. Like, they're coming right to you. We're watching the tape. You're just taking your eye off it. What are you doing wrong? What do you need to do? And maybe not coming at them in a in a accusatory way. Like, yo, yo, bum. Yo, burger. You need to be on the bench. Maybe coming at them like, dog, like, what's what's going on with you? Like, this this isn't you. You don't normally do this. You haven't done this all year. So what's what's the problem? Why are you so distracted? Calm down, man. Everything's going to be, you know. Okay, and if you're doing that, which I believe that's the kind of environment that the Yankees, the Spurs, and, and the Patriots foster. You you saw, and, and one thing is very important, no man is above the team. The coaches of those teams, the GMs of those teams will get on everybody equally. See the way he screamed at Paul, Paul Gasol when Paul Gasol uh, oh, yeah. missed that? Yeah. Killed him. Didn't even wait. As soon as he got close to him, he was barking on him, like purple in the face, barking on him in front of everybody. And nobody said anything because it was Powell's fault. But Powell being an all-star, Powell being, you know, a star, a champion, still got barked on like he was the eighth man down on the bench. Gotta love it, dog. And that's that's, that's what makes makes for great teams. I mean, that's what makes for great teams, I guess. I'm I'm watching the best guys do it. So, you know, self-accountability, gotta count for something. But yeah, I mean, let's see. I and at the end of the day, I think Brady can break, pop this curse. If he does, though, I mean, they'll be the first player to do it because all the other players that have been on the cover, they've had horrendous seasons, or they just had a season injury, and then season was over for them, and that was about it. I hope this is the season where, thanks to the Madden cover, Eli gets another ring. <laughs> that's 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 you, my. You think that's happening? You think they get to the Super Bowl and something bad happens, and in the cover, he's still cursed or something like that? I think I think I I'm not saying. That that's what will happen, but I'm saying if someone's going to take advantage of the curse, I'd like it to be the New York Giants. That's what I'm saying. I'm interested to see that though, and then he also be the first player to ever win the Super Bowl in the same year as the, the video game. How's how's our offense, offensive line? Yeah, how's uh, the Giants' I offensive it, line? It's uh, it's it's getting there. I know they're still trying to think Eric Flowers can somehow be in that left tackle position. Why? I don't know why they're still forcing him on that, but. They still got to figure that out because they don't got to have it to line. Those weapons, it doesn't even matter who's going to throw to them at times. You know what? With all that said and done, at least we're not the Houston Rockets. <laughs> at least no one is James Harden today. My God, what a terrible game. And Harden, and Lucky Harden wasn't on the MB2K cover or anything. Jesus, because that, that would have been. <laughs> no, he's dealing, with, he's dealing with the little B curse. Yeah, and then Lil B apparently said he's going to take off the curse off of him because he's had enough with the whole, you know, being this horrendous. Speaking of which, of covers for 2K, Kobe Bryant's the only person who has won in the same year he was on the cover. No one else on 2K cover. Salute! 
Stephen Curry was close two years ago, but he lost in the you know, I mean last year. And well, that's 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 Mamba swag. Yeah, so that's he Kobe was the, for the you. only player on the cover to win it, which is interesting. But going back to Harden though, yeah, I mean you hear reports now like what's happened to this guy. He only had he was two of eleven. He had like five turnovers and ten points. I mean, I look at the stat sheet in the first half, looking at the game, he only had two shots. That's how crazy is that? That's unhardened, like for him. I know. You just take at least five or ten shots in the first in the first half. I would rather. Uh, it's, it's your final game, dog. If listen, if you go down swinging, I got no problem. Like Westbrook goes down swinging every game, yeah, every, game. Like, you know, every game, every game. They could be down by thirty points. Westbrook is gonna try and win the game at all costs. And yeah, and no. just just as a side note, for me, this this absolutely closed the door on who's the MVP. Yeah, it's clearly Westbrook. Like this this yeah. we can't have any question about about this now like look who kept going and just the way their seasons ended Westbrook ended with like what a triple double yeah something like that and he, and he was like shooting because he had no choice no one else was making shots and they know he couldn't make anything he was clearly gassed out right but but, no but gunning yeah. and going down again swinging with a with a suspect team that can only do but so much Harden went down with a loaded team that had twice done the Spurs dirty and this is what you do in the final game, dog. It was just on you. It was just on you. All you had to do was what you normally do. If you'd have done what you normally do, even in a loss, we wouldn't be talking that bad about Harden. There wouldn't be this much talk about, do we need to break the team up? Is he just a choke artist? He, is he never going to overcome this? He's going to have to ride with this. But it wouldn't be like that. It'd be like, well, you know, it was a tough game. You know, they couldn't get it done. Harden went, you know. 16 for whatever they couldn't pull it together and uh you know it's the spurs we'd all be saying it's the spurs you know greg popovich out coached uh dan tony it's the spurs they you know he they made adjustments and they took certain things away good game but you know the spurs are moving on because they're the spurs nobody would be you know what i mean we give it more credit to the spurs as opposed to just what the hell happened to james harden but, but you look at that, and, and he had this chance. I mean, like, if you're the Rockets, you had no Kawhi Leonard, no Tony Parker. Parker, word. You had an old Ginobili who had probably his best game of the play postseason the last game, and he didn't mm. do much this game. Yeah, LaMarcus Arch was battling through injuries, and yet he still had a fishing game yesterday. An old assault. And a bunch of, like, D-leaguer players, basically. Who were lighting Patton. you up. Yeah. Besides Patty Mills and Danny Green, I was like a D-leaguer who was first time in, in the postseason like that. And they were... And it blew him out by 39 points? Ugh. Are you kidding me? Are you telling me Harden couldn't get 39 points? It should be an investigation. Off those guys? It should be an investigation on Harden and his personnel and what happened to that game. Like, this was not this guy. Like, I, I look at the court, I'm like, this guy was petrified like he was in 2012 against the Heat Miami. Yeah, Heat, I, like, doing nothing. I watched the game. There were plenty of times I couldn't tell what was on his brain. Like, he looked lost. Like, what, what, what's wrong with you? I somebody needed to shake him. Like, did he throw it? Almost. Did, you know what? The fact that there are so many questions around this should tell you how bad this is. How bad he played. People are legitimately saying, "Was he drugged?" People are legitimately saying, "Was he sick?" People are yeah. But the thing is, as wild as an accusation as you can throw out there, like the wildest thing you can think of is he drugged? Was he sick? Did somebody die? Was he threatened? Uh, is somebody blackmailing him? Like all the worst things get to, that can come out, 
all of a sudden become possible just off how bad he played. All those things look likely. All of them. Every last one of them. The one thing I can say, though, is that maybe this maybe have an effect on the team, the fact that they lost in that overtime in game four, because I felt like they were this close of winning that game. And then at the end, you know, Harden got blocked by Ginobili. And then his mindset was thinking, like, they blew this. And I, I know it's, a, it's probably a sorry excuse for that. But sometimes when when, a, when you're a player and, and, and you go through that, where you were this close to winning a game and, and it, you lose it because you got blocked or, or you made a terrible possession. Because even in that overtime game, he didn't look the same either. Like, he was getting turnovers. He was missing shots. And, I just and curious. I just I just thought he was gassed. I think he was gassed or either that, like, that Tony then – I think the one the negative effect about Harden is that he tends to hold the ball a lot and mm-hmm. really pass around like he should be passing. And then when he started doing that, apparently it's almost like he's not himself on the court. He's you know, g- he, gassed and, you know, unfamiliar with playing point guard. And he's unfamiliar with playing defense like Spurs are playing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the Spurs were doing things that he didn't think they were going to do against him. Like, first of all, he was doing those those fouls where he takes two steps to try to do his little head Right, right. That, so. He was negative from the foul line. He yeah. wasn't. He so never he saw that. Blocked, stealed by Jonathan Simmons, a guy who who had to pay to be in the team a few years ago. How funny now, is that? Now he's having an impact in the postseason. Now he damn near deserves a cover. Yeah, and, and then you look at Murray, who's a rookie too for them, who's going to be like probably their future star point guard, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact is, without Kawhi Leonard. Like, that's their best defender. The best defender. And they got blown out. Like, I'm just thinking if Kawhi was playing, they would have blown out by 60 mm-hmm. the way they were playing. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That's that's a horrible thought. Yeah, yeah, I think we need to check the tape, and let's go back and look at the tape and make sure that Harden wasn't, wasn't wearing those Lonzo Ball shoes. <laughs> that's the only other explanation I can come up with. Speaking was where's... he wearing the Lonzo Ball big baller shoes? Speaking of where's those, those shoes have been... Uh... So far, been awful in sales, which I'm not surprised because I don't know who the hell is gonna pay four hundred ninety five dollars for sneakers that look like a bunch of poor man's underarm sneak sneakers. How much money did it generate, though? I mean, the first day I heard something like a hundred, like a hundred fifty thousand almost. That's it. Yeah, the first day. I don't know what's it now, but that video looked like he was a hostage in that video. It like His son, it yeah. Look, it didn't look like he was like into it. It looked like he was just saying things from the script or even like being hostage to say that. Because I know what, to me, from that snow, I mean, from that sneaker, we'll go back to the playoffs, of course, but to me, I think it's more like a marketing strategy for the father because you look at the ownership of, of the sneakers around the world, most of it is white, people, white owners, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then, like, really one black owner really is, like, Michael Jordan out of everybody else. Right, I mean, if, if you can call that yeah, an owner. Yeah, like, really, in the sneakers that he has and most of the ownership of the team, I think he's trying to do a marketing message saying that, you know, we do our own thing. We're not following somebody else. You know, they're trying to do their own brand and everything. But the fact of the matter is that, I, I mean, I respect that. But you got to be on the court and produce and actually be good before you can do something like that. Like, you look at sneaker debuts, like the Curry ones, or it's in 2015 when he actually was starting to get up there and, mm-hmm. and rise in stardom. Of Jordan was an '86, you know. Mm-hmm. At that time, he had his his Air Jordan. By the way, whatever executive passed on Steve and Steph Curry needs to be fired. Yeah, they really need to be fired. Like that's gone. ridiculous. Like whoever whoever did that deal dirty needs to be fired. But if you look at it, the Under Armour itself, athletes like Curry and, and Newton and, and Brady, I mean, what do they have in common? They're, they're people that that try and prove people wrong and trying to be players that 
people passed up on. I mean, Brady's still with Under Armour, and, and people probably to this day are like saying, oh, maybe you should sign with Nike and this and this and that, but Brady's been with one company the whole time, and he's been probably one of the players that they didn't look to see, oh, he's going to be the greatest of all time. No one right. expected that. And like Curry, for instance, his star, no one expected Curry to be great. I mean, people, scouts predict that he'll be like a third street point guard. Mm-hmm. Now he's like number one. And he was having that. those ankle troubles and yeah, everything, and now, now he's, he's like the that. guy on the team, t- t- two-time MVP. Yeah, and, and also about Curry, we'll, we'll actually get into that too as we start the postseason. But going back to the sneakers, I mean, it's really troubling to see that the prices have been down, but it hasn't been surprising for me. Here's here's my thing. I understand black ownership. I understand wanting to support black owners. Yeah. I understand wanting to support black on black business. There's nothing wrong with it. Everybody else does it. There's nothing wrong with supporting a guy who's trying to do something. Here's here's the problem. Number one, the product looks suspect. Okay, like it's not a good looking sneaker. Let's just let's just get that up front. It's not a good looking sneaker. It's not like where people are not buying. Something that looks really, really dope. This is a very plain to average, borderline bad shoe. You dig what I mean? It's not that great of a shoe. Yeah, so there's that. Two, the owner is obnoxious. I've never seen anyone who wants to support someone who's obnoxious unless they are also equally obnoxious. But obnoxious people don't really rock with each other because they can only be one in a bunch. He's obnoxious. I don't, I don't, people don't want to support an obnoxious man who takes shots at other people. You, you've come into this thing taking shots at LeBron's children, Jason Kidd's legacy, uh, 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 Stephen Curry's legacy, like current, current status, cause he's still playing. You've, you've taken shots at Michael Jordan. You know, you, you said you don't need to listen to Kobe. You're not following anybody like Okay, well, that that kind of all those things together make you a clown and obnoxious. So now you're an obnoxious clown. And who wants to buy obnoxious clown shoes, which is what you're now selling because you are the face behind your brand. That's the other part of, of the brand talk that you just brought up. The face is behind them. Be like Mike. Who didn't want to be like Mike? All these years later, people are still trying to be like Mike. Stephen Curry. Who would not like to trade their game in for Steph Curry's? And play like him. Uh, Jason Kidd. Have you seen that dude's resume? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. The only thing he doesn't have is a bunch of rings. Yeah. But there's there's almost literally nothing Jason Kidd hasn't accomplished in the sport of basketball. Now he just needs a championship as a coach. And he'll have one of the most complete careers in the history of sports. And these are the people you were taking shots at. LeBron James, one of the most loved slash feared athletes on the globe. Number one in the NBA. And this, these are the people you're taking shots at. Kobe Bryant, legend. Legend. I've never seen a farewell tour like his ever. As long as I've been watching basketball and I've seen greats retire. I've never seen that before. Maybe I missed Mike's. But I've never seen... Where every place he went to, they had a montage ready for Kobe Bryant before he came out on the court. And he may only play like a few minutes, but they stopped the game for at least 10 to to salute that guy on the way out. And Kobe Bryant calls you to give you some advice who's been dealing with shoes companies entire career. And you tell him, I don't need your advice. I'm not following anybody. And then you make all these things public. Obnoxious clown shoes. So no. And then... 
as if all those things weren't terrible, the price. <laughs> Four ninety five. Like really? And not four dollars and ninety five cents. I wish it was. Yeah, that'd be more appropriate. I think I'd rather buy Marberries than buy those shoes. Everybody, <laughs> people did buy Marberries. Marberry definitely sold more. He sold a ton of shoes. And he's still selling them. Yeah, he, right come on, B. And and then you got the nerve to sell these things for just under five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars shoes that look terrible for a brand that is represented by an obnoxious clown and a quiet hostage-like <laughs> son. There's oh, nothing appealing about buying those. Nothing in that package makes you want to buy anything a part of it. And his motto, if you can't afford them, you're not a big baller. Okay. Well done. Have, have you, do you know that people don't even use the term big baller anymore? Like, Chingy used that. Chingy. Chingy. Mr. Right Thur from, like, the 90s. Almost 20 years ago, like, 20 years ago. Definitely 20 years ago, depending on when he came out. No, no, no. Chingy came out in 2000s. So, but, dude, 17 years ago, 10 plus years ago, let's just say that. People haven't used that expression in 10 plus years. Everything about this shoe is just messed up. Every every angle, every marketing ploy, everything he did is just messed up about this shoe. I'd rather just invest myself into Starberries or other cheap sneakers because there's no point in me buying a 495 sneaker, which is going to be garbage. And for all we know... Somebody might wear them on the court and just break down. And oh, that God. It's really horrible because then you'd be like, you spent all this money for a pair of shoes that just breaks down on the court. I, I seen a shoe that melted on the court one time. This is incredible. What? That's a hot, uh, it was a summer day. I think it was like 90, 95, whatever. And somebody's shoe just melted off the court. I, it, was just, it was just unbelievable to see a shoe melt off like that. That is awful. <laughs> That's unheard of. That's incredible, though. Like, it was really hot that day, so I was just like, wow. Well, like that? Way to go, Lonzo Ball. Well, we'll see what happens with that whole sneaker. But I, 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 one thing for sure, though, since I'm speaking of Marbury shoes, though, I'm going to have to try to buy those because they actually look nice and they're kind of cheap right now. So they're like $27. Like, they were cheap before. And no, they're, they're still cheap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm about to just invest them and use them to play basketball in or whatever. What if, and Marbury's whole reasoning was, be, you know, Kids need yeah uh, an expensive shoe that they can just wear to do whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna make my shoes wildly inexpensive. Now people say it was because he wasn't popular enough to demand high price, but the kid who can't afford a high price shoe doesn't care about that. You just care about wearing the star player shoe at the time he was great and everything. He still is in China and all that. And, and I was about to say, at the time. It's hard to it's hard to mention the time in Marbury's career where he wasn't considered at least a top ten point guard. So he went to the Knicks. No, you know. Well, then maybe top fifteen, <laughs> top twenty. Yeah. Uh, going back to the postseason though, the whole Rockets drama now. Now you have the Spurs now going against the Warriors. I think a lot of people probably penciled that in with this matchup between these two franchises and the Spurs have won the last series in 2013 against a young Warriors team. It's a completely different Warriors team with Durant and a more experienced group. Um, I look at this as, as a matchup where if Kawhi Leonard isn't healthy or 100%, the Spurs are going to lose in five. I think if Kawhi Leonard is healthy and 100%, the Spurs are going to lose in six. So you think, you think they'll just take two and then they'll just finish them off? You'd be surprised, though, the Warriors just sweep them, too? I would be surprised if they swept him. With before. with Kawhi Leonard in it, I'd be surprised if they swept him. But but the Rockets are I mean, ooh, ooh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. 
Lord have mercy, excuse me. <laughs> the the, uh, the, the 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 um no, the Warriors are firing on all cylinders right now. Um, they just want to get as healthy as possible for the finals. Durant is legit back though. Yeah. Like he's back. He dropped almost forty points. He's like legit back in the fold. Um, Matt Barnes is playing good. Yeah, he's a hundred percent healthy. Yeah, he's 100% healthy. healthy now. Like these guys, like it's funny how. They and they say, show no signs of rust. It's funny how they say the Warriors aren't that deep because they they give up a lot of money for Durant. And they look at the roster, even the bench. There's a lot of veterans there that been there and done that. And Matt who Barnes, are in great shape. Yeah, Matt Barnes is a defensive guy. David West, who can still go in and get his points through post ups and everything. McGee, and is huge and scary. McGee, who's playing out of his mind in the postseason, like he's doing everything defensive. McGee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, oh, God! Yeah, oh man, he is redeeming that Shaq business. Yeah, he's playing out of his mind right now, getting all these lobs and blocks and stuff. Like every time he's on the court, they're like on a little run. It's, like it's a problem. It's, like it's, it's a it's, problem. It's almost like they don't look back, and then suddenly they can win and be up by twenty and everything. Like I, for me, that Jazz game, like the last game when they swept them, first quarter I come home and they're already up by twenty-two. Yeah, I was. Like, this is, this is like the Blazers series all over again. Yeah, the game was, four, we just uh, blew them out like that. Oh like, God. this is incredible. And these are, this is a, this is a, that was a Utah team that really chewed the Clippers up. Mm-hmm. Like, really chewed the Clippers up. And the, tip, the Clippers have a lot of talent, but they got chewed. And then they just got mauled by the Warriors. Like, it wasn't even funny. That game you're talking about, I distinctly remember going out to get something to eat. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, like I, I just went out the door for a second, figured, okay, cool, I'll just, you know, come on back. Because, yeah, cool. you know, games mostly get competitive around the second quarter, third quarter mostly decides the game. So as long as you don't miss the second and third quarter, you're good money. Yeah. Bruh, there was no second. It was, it was, it was like slaughter rule. Okay, that's it. We're stopping right now. Everybody just go home. Like, they were dead. And they, they got mauled. I don't, I think without Kawhi... I can never count the Spurs out. Popovich, yeah. Yeah, Popovich, the Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge is playing much better. He's actually showing up. Him against JaVel McGee. I think JaVel McGee can cancel him out, though. Or Draymond Green, too, just steal. Right. Even though he's right. smaller, he just try to wait to make him. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, that, 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 Draymond's size has never mattered when he defends anyone. He's even, built like a LeBron or whatever. Yeah, yeah come on, man. Like he's the man's built like a, he's like a fire hydrant, just a tall one. He's a poor man, LeBron, basically. Yeah, just without the scoring. Yeah, without the just, scoring. Yeah, but without the scoring, but body wise and yeah. size wise, and he's like fast. Yeah, his hands are quick. His feet, his his foot uh, movement, his footwork is like second to none. Playmaker. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he passing is good. Like there's no, we don't have any issues. And then there's always Durant. But the thing is, with Popovich, it's like, back, it used to be back then where you used to say, oh, how are we going to stop Curry and Thompson? Now you're like, how are we going to stop Durant? You can, you can put Kawhi and Durant, but then who's going to stop Curry and Thompson? I know right. Green's probably going to be on, on Thompson, but then who's going to be on Curry now? Right. Uh, Patty Mills. And then, then who's going to stop Draymond Green? So if he goes off for some reason, like, out of nowhere. So it's like, there's so much. And then there's the other guy. Yeah. Like, whatever other guy that could be. Iguodala. It could be Livingston. Could be Livingston. David West. It could be, like, those guys off the bench. And it's like, now it's much more difficult than before. And and I'm curious to see now with these matchups is, can the Spurs try to find a weakness in the Warriors other than rebounding in size? 
because that's the only thing they're gonna have to do. They gotta have to post up. They can't really play a high tempo because they play high tempo. They're screwed. It's yeah, over. no, it's just over. You thought the Rockets were, were bad high tempo? Yeah. Woof, the Warriors yeah. <laughs> scoring less than four or five seconds on a fast break because of the Reds' long strides and mm. Curry shooting, shooting from out. wherever. Yeah, it's like you cannot play a high tempo against like a, a, a high tempo type of offense against the Warriors because if you do, then you're gonna be done mm-hmm. and then instantly, like in two minutes. You're right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I. That's why the Warriors are what they are, and they've been doing. I mean, during the regular season, they were trouncing the the yeah. Spurs. Well, actually, the Spurs were beating them, but they were, most of the time they were just sitting out games. And then the last game, when they actually play, and they actually beat them without uh, Durant and blew them, um, blew, beat them on the on the road. And then after that point, it was just like, well, the Warriors are back, and this is that. And Durant comes in, they're unstoppable. It's back. And then you look <sighs> at now with this matchup. Then you look at the other side now. With the uh, Eastern Conference, we're still waiting on the results of the Celtics and Wizards. I, I think for me, it should, it's probably going to end tonight. I think the Boston Celtics got to find a way win on the road and then mm-hmm. face the Cavaliers on on either I think Monday night against them and see what happens from there. And I look at that series though between the potentially the Celtics and Cavaliers, and I say, I think the uh, I think the Celtics are mu- going to be much better than before because I felt like. Um, the Celtics, they've gone through that whole experience of not, uh, you know, being down by, by 2-0 against the Chicago Bulls. And I think they found a way to bounce from that. And now they're getting their mojo back of shooting, making shots, making sure Isaiah Thomas is on double team and everything. But I know one thing. If Isaiah Thomas is playing at a high level against the Cavaliers, it's really depending on Avery Bradley and Crowder and Holford against the Cavaliers mm-hmm. for me because I think uh, people are going to say, well, they're going to get swept because they haven't done anything against Cavaliers and that win and the Cavaliers just blew them out that last game for the season. Right. But I think this is a different Celtics team. I think the home court match is definitely going to help them. Um, there's not going to be any blowouts. I don't, know, I don't think there's going to be any blowouts. It's definitely not going to be a sweep. It's going to be a lot of close games. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I predict the Spurs win every home court. Uh, excuse me, uh, Celtics. Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to take. I think maybe the Cavs can get one, but I think I put I my money is on the Celtics to get their home court games to win their home court games. They're like invincible when they play home court. But do you think they have a chance of slowing down a Cavaliers team whose stats are actually identical to the Warriors right now in almost every category? Yeah, but but they these other teams don't play defense like the Celtics do. Every dude on the Celtics, with the exception of uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, is not a defensive liability. They're actually like a team of poor man's Kawhi Leonard's. Like, they all play exceptional defense. The scrappers on the court, they, they do whatever it takes. So, my thing is going to be, I predict that if and when the Cavs take it, it's going to be mostly on foul shots. I think the Cavs are going to get all those foul calls in their favor. Even on the road? It's still LeBron. That arena in Boston, you know how they are. Though. But that's why I'm predicting them to win yeah. their their games there. But after that, when they, you know. But if they do win all their home games, then they win the series. Yeah. And that's going to be the trick. The thing is, if they just, all, I think their mindset is they just got to win their home games. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they got to try to win a road game and everything. It's hard to win in Cleveland. But if they just win their home games, they can win the series. I, I just predict we're in for a very differently cold game. Whenever LeBron plays, I just I don't trust the refs. And the question is, though, who's gonna try to stop Kyrie Irving? Can't play Isaiah Thomas. It gotta be Avery Bradley, because Bradley's gonna have to guard Irving, 
which means I, whoever is the mismatch with Isaiah Thomas is going to take advantage of Isaiah Thomas' small size. Uh, how fast is Isaiah? You don't think he can keep up with him? You I don't think, think he, he can, can stay in Ir- front with Irving? No, he could be in front of Irving. I'm just worried about those difficult shots that Irving makes. But, he, sh- but those are going to fall against almost anybody. I just I, My whole thing is those drives to the basket. Can he stop him from doing that? Well, if there's actually a big man on the Celtics that can try to slow Irving down like that, the thing is that they're not really a big man team. They're just more of a spread out, shoot a lot of threes. I mean, they, they average a lot of threes in this postseason already. This is true. So, I mean, that could actually work into their, their advantage because the Cavaliers, for me, they've been a team this season where they've done all their damage in half court mm-hmm. uh, sets. They're not really a team that can speed up like that other than LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Right. Look at that roster, and it's like an old roster, really. Mm-hmm. Like it's not really. A they're team. an older team. They're not like a young team that can run and gun and do all that stuff. So maybe that's the maybe that's the strategy. For Celtics, they got to speed up the tempo a little bit mm-hmm. and push and, the ball, and, and they can do that. And for Avery Bradley, if he plays the way he played last game, where he get like twenty nine points and he looked like Michael Jordan on the court, <laughs> and making every shot and defending at a high level, then they have a chance to do something special. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, Bradley is almost like a, a John Starks type of player for them. Mm-hmm. If he if he gets going, they're gonna do damage, and he plays defense, they're good. You just gotta cover Kevin Love. Somebody's yeah. gotta stay in Kevin Love's face, and they gotta guard the three. It has to be Al Holford though, because Holford for me, he's been the guy who was with this team. You know, since he signed with them. And he was supposed to be that second or third string, and he hasn't really done that. I mean, even though he's been averaging like 16 and 9 or whatever, the, the one thing I had to tell him is that, if I were the coach, uh, Brad Stevens, is that you got to have to guard Kevin Love one-on-one most of the situation and not fall for the fakes. Um, Kevin Love has, has always been that player to do fakes on three-point shot and try mm-hmm. to draw a foul and everything. And Hofer, you know, he's a guy who can shoot threes too, so I don't think it's going to be a problem for him to guard Love. Just as long as you don't fall for the face, you, you got to stay in. You got to stay over there, though. You got to be in his face. You can't leave him open for. He's not going to drive the. I don't know why anybody ever backs off of Kevin Love. When has he ever driven the lane? And if he does, he just means he gets steals. Yeah, like he's not. He can't do that, dude. You just stay in his face. Just stay guard the three. The key to beating the Cavs, I believe, is to guard the three. Make them drive the lane. Make them put it in, and and don't do those dumb fouls on LeBron. Don't don't try and stop him when he's on the way to the basket, but and just get let him get an and one. But also because he's a, they're a soft team. I mean, we, I think we seen that from the season when they faced the Spurs is that when they got against a bigger team, they got trounced. Like mm-hmm. they were soft. They just backed off, and the Spurs always had their numbers against LeBron. Of course, so that they ever meet LeBron would probably be thinking like, oh god, it's like a hard series because against Kawhi Leonard and everything and all that. But yeah, I mean Cavaliers Celtics. Look, I, I get props for the Celtics if they do, and I'm hoping they get out of this tonight. But if they win today and they go against the Cavaliers, I think I see the them going seven games, and I think the Cavaliers probably get out of it. I don't know if they're going to win, but they're going to make it competitive. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I can't bet against LeBron. When you play against LeBron, you play against him and the refs. That's just That's just my... <laughs> That's why I don't like that. Uh, I don't like those Jordan comparisons. I mean, true to the refs gave him favorable calls, but I've never seen Jordan flop. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't see Jordan flop at all. Yeah, ever. So you know, hey. So you got Cavs in six. I got I got Cavs in seven. Seven. Yep. So you got Cavs in seven. You got Warriors in six. I got Warriors in. If Kawhi's there, if Kawhi's there, I got it in six. Kawhi's there, I got him in six. If he's not healthy or not moving well, then I'd like for me five. 
Five or a sweep. Yeah, five or a sweep. Okay. Cavaliers, I give them seven. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben's in six. They win a game on the road, too. But Celtics, I think they're a different team in the postseason. So, yeah, I'll give Cavaliers, like, seven. Um, yeah, I'm going Cavs in seven. I'm going – I'll stick to Warriors. And if if Kawhi's there – okay, yeah, we, we got it. We got it. The only thing I, I just hope that happens is that makes it competitive because so far these postseasons have been nothing more than blowouts. And it's becoming boring now to the point where you just like, can we just have Cavaliers and Warriors being the finals already? Like, can we just have these two teams already being the finals? They have a part three of this little trilogy that they're having where, where the first matchup was, well, there's injuries. Second matchup, well, there was injuries. Now can we just have these two Everybody's teams? healthy. Let's just fast forward yeah, and get it over with. Fast forward where the teams are healthy, no excuses. No, like, oh, LeBron did this, this, and that, or the Warriors were this and that. Like, I want a full, healthy squad against each other to find out who's going to be better. And we're here now, so let's get it popping. Uh, a couple more weeks. Actually, I'm going to shut up because I'm not really in a rush for basketball season to end. I do not like baseball. You can't hate on baseball. Well, I can and I will. <laughs> all the drama that's happening right now. I mean, I just uh, Mets and the Yankees. Just fat. I I would literally like to just fast forward to the end of that season and see which one of them makes the playoffs. And if it's neither one of them, then I didn't miss nothing. Well, since we got a little bit of time here, I wanted to tell you actually about the Mets though situation. I know you don't watch baseball. The pitching, the pitching situation pitching, is pitching, kind of crazy. But also the drama that they're having right now with this whole Matt Harvey and this and that. Oh yeah, he didn't show up to uh. Yeah, he he went AWOL. It was some personal excuse with the whole um, some model he dated just. Something like that. He got, what? He got really, really sad because he really like you know whatever. And then he says that he wants to be Derek Jeter of, of baseball, like you know for the Mets and everything. But it's like you already messed that up. Yeah. Derek Jeter never had his heart broke. Derek Jeter is a guy who's, who's <laughs> private and he knows that keep all his stuff like where people can't do social media and all that. Yeah. And he's smarter than that. But this whole Mets drama, are they as dysfunctional or maybe more dysfunctional than the other New York teams right now? No. No, at the bottom of the barrel will always be the Knicks when it comes to dysfunction. So the Knicks are even worse than the Jets. Yes. 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 I mean the the, the Nets, the Jets just don't have talent on the team. And the Nets are just horrible. Right. The Knicks have problems from start to finish. From like the the top of the the owner is a screw up, and then from there it just trickles down. The, the Knicks have actually the, the worst part is the Knicks actually have talent they, they have talent and they're still god awful so what are you going to do yeah that's just it's been awful for the Knicks I mean you look at the Knicks overall from top to bottom like you said it's just it's a disaster because like owner sucks president sucks even the the medical staff those people they're horrendous and then New York City and they just can't hire new people I don't understand that ownership Exactly. Starts with ownership. And for the Mets, it's just been bad luck. I mean, the injuries, the the bug that's happening to this team. Everybody's starting to get injured. The pitching staff and everything. Which players. is why I rest my case. Which why I rest. Bad luck doesn't doesn't compete with incompetence. And and apathy. We have incompetence mixed with apathy. We have I'm doing a bad job combined with I don't care what kind of job I'm doing, and I just so happen to be doing a bad job. That's a that's a twofer that cannot be overcome without a massive overhaul, and that's what the Knicks are dealing with. Yeah, that's no other team in New York is dealing with those two things together. I'm gonna have the Mets could somehow just move forward and try to win games, but even with these injuries, it's almost like 
It's it's a long it's a long season. Yeah, that too. It's a, it's a long, long season. season. So let's see what happens. Summit has isn't even here yet. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully the Yankees though. They keep winning games. Derek Jeter week this weekend. I'm Salute to the captain. Salute to number two. Yep. Greatest Yankee of all time in my opinion. Some people think he's a Michael Jordan of baseball, but I don't know about that. I wouldn't I don't know if I can say all that, but definitely the greatest Yankee and that's that's saying a lot by itself. Considering the people who have been Yankees, Mickey Mantle, like we're going down a, a real yeah, hallowed, yeah, we're going down a hallowed list, and I consider him top top three Yankees of all time. Yeah, he's in that conversation. If I you if that. you really want to end this conversation in a real real way, Derek Jeter has played for the exact same team for twenty plus years in the media capital of the world. Never had a sex scandal. Never had a sex tape. Never had a baby mama drama. Never had a paternity test. Never had an STD, as far as we know about. Never had any uh, any sex photos leak, no nudes leak, nothing. And he walked away scot-free out of the biggest media uh, spot in history. Greatest Yankee ever. There it is. I'll, I'll settle for that. Today, guys, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook page. You can follow me on Morning Sense. I'm Mr. Mech, M R M E C C. You can follow us also on SoundCloud as well. See you next week. Peace.